we want to move through the emotions really fast. Like we really want this Hollywood experience. You sort of have this expectation that your life is this fast moving movie flick. Those movies lead us falsely to believe that these emotional experiences are far faster than they really are. So this is where Dr. Cloud says, after you've healed from what happened, you then move beyond anger and revenge towards forgiveness. Welcome to The Consultant and the Coach, a podcast for Christian leaders wanting to improve their personal and professional life. Josh and I are your host. He's the consultant. I'm the executive growth coach, and we have over 40 years of experience. We are fit, have a full head of hair, and we're ready to rock and roll today. See, now you're going back to the hair jokes from two episodes ago. Mine's hanging with you. I see. But you know what? Today, we're going to talk about trust. And if I've broken trust, (laughs) what I'm hoping to do is we will model to our listeners how to regain trust. (laughs) And you're really, really good at that. So if you guys... Wait, wait, wait. You broke trust, though. I'm not... It doesn't matter if I'm good at it. Okay. I I will ask for forgiveness. And I'm going to hopefully go through the five (laughs) steps and re-earn your trust. I'm going to model what it takes to re-earn your trust because I've obviously stepped over a bound and I apologize <laughs> and I'm re- asking for forgiveness on the record. All right. But today we have the, the book Trust, Trust by Dr. Henry Cloud <laughs> and I'm just going to put my bias out there right now. Oops, sorry. I'm going to put my bias out there right now. Dr. Henry Cloud is perhaps one of my favorite authors of all time, if not, well, uh, not number one, but definitely top five. And Dr. Henry Cloud, he's written over 20 best-selling books. He is basically, he's, he's, he's the founder with Dr. Townsend on the Boundaries model. Most people have heard boundary, the, the book Boundaries that's out there. Uh, very highly respected. And if you're in the business realm, there's this really great conference called Ultimate Leadership. I'll have Tim called Ultimate Leadership. I'll have Tim put that into the link. If you're a business professional, it's expensive. It's $3,000 for a week. Go to California and personally get taught by either Cloud and Townsend on really what leadership looks like because he puts this into principle, boundaries, concepts, Mm -hmm. trust, what that looks like. So today we're expanding on our first podcast about trust was book review. Our second podcast was about business application. Today, we dive into personal application. Mm -hmm. So uh, Josh, what's your devotion today? Sure. Uh, Another great scripture from the book, uh, Hebrews 5.14. But solid food is for the mature, for those whose senses have been trained to distinguish between good and evil. Um, Hebrews 5.14. A book like this, um, you know, I went with this one for today because it offers um, leaders, you know, a great framework for moving from what I would say immaturity to maturity, right? It talks about um, solid food for the mature. So this is about, this is really stepping into more mature content around um, thinking around the framework of trust. Um, even those who, you know, and we can talk about this from a business and a life perspective, um, um, but many different business relationships, we want to be able to distinguish between good and evil and have a really strong strength and maturity around distinguishing that wisdom really the bible talks a lot about in proverbs the importance of you know asking for this wisdom that only god can provide um and and that's really this framework provides some more ways to be wise about how to trust and and how to go about establishing those trusting relationships Mm -hmm. so last week we jumped right into dr cloud's big five for what it takes to trust someone Mm -hmm. and I, i focused on those five because that's truly in a business in a business relationship, hey, you need to know what are the five components of 
trust and what does it look like. Mm-hmm. But today, I'm at least going to start with if there's broken trust. Typically, when you have a brand new kid, you don't come out. I mean, you don't break trust from the get go. But when you meet someone new, you have there is no track record. I'm going to talk about when there is a track record and trust has been broken, either with your spouse or a pastor at church or a member at church or in your personal life. When trust is broken, how do we regain it? And this is vital because I've, in my coaching relationships with a number of people, have realized they want to jump into the fix. But you cannot jump to the fix until the original trust is healed from. Mm-hmm. And this is like if you break your leg, you cannot start to walk and then run again if you still have a broken leg. You have to heal from it if there's a broken uh, issue of trust. So, in you know, let's let, let's say a number of years ago, I had a very very dear friend, and uh, let's just say trust was definitely broken between the two of us. Hmm. And what's fascinating is I tried to jump forward to healing the trust, and the very first thing Doctor Cloud says to regain broken trust, you actually first have to heal, and as part of that is the emotional aspect of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And for people who are not wired into a healing feeling way, it's really fascinating. And it's almost they won't trust. <laughs> they won't trust until they realize, oh, emotions are really, really valid in terms of healing from broken trust. So let me give, sure. you, an ex- let me give you an example. And I'm going to quickly summarize. I have found most people are prone to either, if something goes wrong, either they're prone to either sadness or anger is what I've found. So for example, I, sure. have a, I have a number of kids. I have four kids. It's really fascinating. I have one kid. If something goes wrong, she's a yeller. She will get into your face and lay. This is the one that's you, isn't it? I have two, actually. Two I have like two you. that are very prone to anger. I have two other ones that are prone to sadness. And you know, when something goes wrong with them, they go towards tears. And it's really fascinating. I mean, all four of my kids, same mom, same dad, and they're wired completely differently what their primary emotion is. Now, here's what I found when wanting to heal from an episode. I have found that typically whatever your primary area of emotion is, what is typically most helpful in a safe area, I have to say in a safe area, is the opposite emotion. Hmm. So for example, in my personal work, I am very easily prone to anger. For me to heal and move on, I have found in work with my counselor, in work with my personal coach, I heal faster and better and more complete moving towards sadness. In working with other people who are very easily moved towards more melancholy-ish emotions, they heal better actually if we can bring in an aspect of anger or frustration. It's really interesting. And I think the way that the reason this is is God's given us all emotions. Mm. We are not meant to only have anger or only have sadness. We're to have joy and peace, you know, all of it. Mm-hmm. And so in if trust is broken, to heal from it, we need to actually experience all emotions, whatever it happens to be. Yeah, I, I think it, you're spot on in terms of, I think not only do we have to have all the emotions, excuse me, my goodness, I thought I, my phone's going off, but I turned it off and then it started beeping on me. My okay. apologies. Um, 
<laughs> There's forgiveness. Thank your, you. Your earphone went off, and then we'll, what we'll do later on is we'll establish a track record. Yeah. <laughs> We're applying this stuff, man. Not only do we talk about it, we apply it. I'm just going to put it away. Okay. Uh, that's the fastest way to fix that problem. Um, my apologies. The um, So we're talking about what happens if trust has been broken well, in the and, emotional side. And the full things. emotional side. What, what it makes me think of, too, is um, I think there's an American, maybe it's a... Oh, it's very American, very Western. Or maybe human and just sinful. We want to move through the emotions really fast. Mm-hmm. Like, we really want this... Um, Hollywood experience, you know, I think there was reading recently about how people of a particular age, and really it's just the younger you are and the more you've been exposed to media, you sort of have this expectation that your life is this fast-moving movie flick. Like the way, mm-hmm. you vis- the way you envision your own life in your own head plays more like a movie the younger you are versus the older you are because you were less exposed to that way of viewing things. And I think that one of the many, of, of there are many, but we only have time for a couple, The one, there are maybe one related to this, danger is that um, we don't, th- those, those movies lead us falsely to believe that these emotional experiences are far faster than they really are, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you see these, these um, stories of people, right, these historical biopic type stories right and you're like oh wow they overcame these huge things well in the movie they did it in 30 seconds but it was over the it was a five-year period of life right and so um it makes me think of you know two i think this is a comparative example but it's a little bit different than trust being broken but i remember when um our son came home from haiti who's adopted and i actually forced myself to we spent a very long painful period trying to get him home that's a longer story for another time but um, I remember the value I found in forcing myself for months to not forget the pain of the process. Mm. Like, they were like, aren't you so happy he's home? Yes. But I feel like I need to let myself stay in just to not forget. To let myself emotionally not forget. Mm. I like the what you pain said. of you the said process. Not forget, but then you corrected yourself and said emotionally not, not forget. forget. Right? And that's vital and, and, to and get it, to the next step. And it's made me actually emotionally stronger since then mm-hmm. because it's built up sort of a resiliency of not forgetting, oh, I felt this before. And oh, by the way, this isn't as bad as it's been before. And I came back from that. I can come back from this. Like it's built a resiliency for other emotional trauma, other emotional feelings that, that aren't great. They kind of suck. Anger, mm-hmm. sadness, you know, loss, mourning, whatever those things are, um, to process more quickly. Mm-hmm. And the science behind that is what they have found, in, and this is my own trauma work, whether we're talking big T traumatic trauma or small T trauma, some minor event, as we feel things, what actually happens in the brain is it, it's, it's almost like it moves it from our short-term memory mm-hmm. to our long-term memory is what happens. And this is really fascinating. So it doesn't get rid of the memories, but what it does is it moves it to the hard drive in our brain. So it then frees up our working memory is what happens. So in my experience with coaching other people, if I run into someone who has not dealt with trauma or some kind of broken trust and they haven't dealt with it emotionally, Mm -hmm. it's almost impossible to move on to the next step because they haven't dealt with it. And you will see this with um, 
older people were just like, they can barely do anything because they have all this unresolved stuff that needs to get dealt with first. And then the yeah. fact, the really cool thing is once it's dealt with emotionally, mm-hmm. then you can move on to the next, next and bigger thing, which is what God's uh, made for us to do is say, hey, okay, yes, I've, I've healed from this and I can go on to what's next. So this is where Dr. Cloud says, after you've healed from what happened, you then move beyond anger and revenge towards forgiveness. And this mm-hmm. is where some of us, you know, we move from sadness or move from anger. So yeah, I said, that that's a very valid emotion. We are not to stay there. We are not to stay in an area of anger or sadness. We are to move towards forgiveness. And I would say biblically, this is, this is what joy looks like in our life. Number of people that I've met that have gone through extreme problems, but they've grieved it, they've worked through it, and they're some of the happiest, joy-filled people in the world is awesome. Yeah. Well, and I think um, I was listening to a sermon by Tim Keller talking about this, and he he was talking about how it's interesting um, how he's in through his pastoral counseling and talking to people. He has he has talked to people. He and his wife have talked to people who have been through identical places of trauma, mm-hmm. loss of a spouse, loss of a child, loss of, you know, different places of tra- traumatic experience, whatever they things are, right, that we've all, not all been through, but human experience represents unfortunate sort of examples of, and how people have two very different um, responses, and how, you know, he said they both get it wrong, he said, but one will say, um, this has happened, I can't believe in God anymore, mm-hmm. the other will say, this has happened, and... Um, my faith got me through it. But really, I think you're alluding to this, it's really about a work of the Holy Spirit, right? Mm-hmm. And it's submitting to yourself to this Absolutely. to this miraculous sort of aspect of healing that has to be emotional and spiritual. And, you know, I think turning ourselves over, being taking, taking space in those moments of pain to be still and know that God is God and, and recognizing our sort of frailty and all of that, I think is a key aspect to healing and obviously applies to trust. Um, and, and either building or rebuilding, especially in life with friendships, marriages, children, parents, um, and that continued kind of mm-hmm. problems that we face. What I like what you said that does not show up in this book, though I'm sure as a Christian, Dr. Cloud would say so, you mentioned the Holy Spirit. in mm-hmm. this process, though a formula, and you see it all throughout Scripture, if A, then B, then C, mm-hmm. In the middle of this process is the work of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And I would say, why does it work with some people or is it doesn't work with others? The Spirit comes part of that process. And it's really cool when you see that. The Spirit has to be part of that. Right. Um, but yeah, we have to heal from what happened. Then we need to move beyond anger and revenge towards forgiveness. Forgiveness is an act of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's things that should not be forgiven, but they are, which is awesome. And it tells a story of a bigger story of forgiveness that Jesus forgave us. So the third part to regain trust is to ponder what you really want. Mm-hmm. So let's think of a friendship. You know, any friendship, you know, what what's the purpose of a friendship if, if there's been broken trust? How do you regain that? Yeah. Do, you, do you have to, you know, what does reconciliation look like uh, from each side? You know, I... I've, I've thought about this one, and, and I think it's, I'm not sure, sh- maybe this is captured in another one of those sections, I don't know if it is, um, maybe it's assessing trustworthiness, but the thing about pondering what you really want, I think there's also has to be a recognition of pondering what you think the other person's capable of, 
Yeah. Because I don't think, you know, rarely if what we would want is always even possible. Like you also have to, I think you, at some point you have to consider the limitations of what the other person I from think a that trust relationship is I to a track record. You know, I want, I want something, but the track record would not support what it is. Well, I mean, like, I mean, back to the, um, back to the bait. I mean, you asked in the, I think the first, the book where you want about, you know, uh, baseball analogy, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or sports analogy. Like, ponder what I really want. I would really like someone who could, you know, hit for power, hit for average. I like a five-tool player. Mm-hmm. But Absolutely. the reality is I also have to ponder the fact that that individual, you know, may only... Like, maybe it's fantasy football. Maybe mm-hmm. that's a good example, right? You, you may be mad that you lost some points because a certain player had a bad week. Yeah. you got to ponder, do you put him in your lineup or not, right? Well, you, you can't ponder what you really want in terms of, yeah, I would like that person to be perfect and score tons of points for me this week when, in fact... Um, that you know that they have a limitation on what's mm-hmm. even possible. So you have to, I think you have to temper your expectations to some degree. And maybe that's and I would say trustworthiness. To trust, but... Both sides have to ponder what they want and they have to be aligned. Yeah. So a number of years ago, I was coaching this crazy talented athlete. This athlete, it was a female runner. She was off the charts talented. We're talking, and I've, uh, I've coached a number of all Americans and this, this girl was up in that category and fastest uh, female runner in a certain event in the state of Washington. And I'm looking at her times going, man, she's, she's a future all American, uh, maybe even national champion. And you know what her parents and she, I think she kind of wanted it, but her parents wanted nothing of that. We're not even going to travel to go to a meet. So even though my, I'm like, it'd be awesome to have an All-American. She's capable of this. They did not want it. So guess what? Not a huge, it's not a breach of trust, but the alignment wasn't there. So mm-hmm. if there's broken trust or even other things, both sides have to be in alignment. Hey, mm-hmm. this is the direction we're going. Yeah. So if you'd be like, this person has the talent to be a five-tool player, but they're into reading books. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're never going to be a major league baseball player because they're going to spend their extra time reading books. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe that, but I think there's also you have to recognize that from pondering what you really want. Being, you can't have expectations for what you want mm-hmm. without trying to truly understand what they need or are capable of. And, and as a coach, I had to come to the conclusion, Eric, what do I really want? And actually, the number one mission, for example, of our track and cross country team is I want people to learn to love running. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm totally okay with that. It actually still runs for us on occasion. And because the number one thing is the enjoyment of it. Mm-hmm. Now, the part about being a great national runner, that's there for me. But it's it's tier three. It's not tier one Right is what that looks like. So if trust is ever broken, you have to heal from it. Move beyond anger and revenge. Number three, ponder what you really want. The fourth thing that Dr. Cloud says is we need to figure out if reconciliation is is available so we're talking personal so let's Mm -hmm. say um we do all the personal work ourselves and there are people that i'd love to reconcile with in my life that you know trust has been broken either on my side or by their side how do we know if it's available or not if reconciliation is available yeah i mean i think you have to certainly demonstrate first thing is obviously a willingness from both sides mm-hmm. right and we've talked about that and repentance and then you know obviously willingness to submit to we talked about you know we talked more about track record and the life app we can do that now to mm-hmm. my track record and life application side but 
Um, it's a willingness to obviously rebuild that track record from the ground up, yeah. right? With very basic steps, right? To the baby steps, you know, you talk about Dave Ramsey, these, these ideas that, you know, maybe you had, you squandered $5 million. Well, I don't trust you again with $5 million and mm-hmm. trust you again with five. Do you prove you're good with five and the boundaries you set? Okay. And let's mm-hmm. go to 10 and let's go to 15. And, you know, you grow back. I don't just don't give you another $5 million to squander. No, right. Not at um, all. Is, is we rebuild that track record um, from the ground up. Mm-hmm. And some people I found, the other person, one person, you know, people will come to me. I want to groom this relationship. I want this healed. Um, if the other person does not want reconciliation. So reconciliation, for those that don't know, is different than forgiveness. Mm-hmm. I think all of us can forgive anyone for every everything. And biblically, we should. Biblically, we should. And I'm, some things are much, much harder to forgive. Mm-hmm. That is different than reconciliation. Mm-hmm. And what Dr. Cloud is saying, is reconciliation available? Well, mm-hmm. let's say, for example, the person's passed away. You cannot have reconciliation because it's gone. Or let's say they'll never talk to you again. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness is possible. Reconciliation might not be possible. Right. And so we need to say, is it possible? I, I very. I was talking to someone this week, and there, it's it's a broken personal relationship. It's a broken friendship. And essentially, what's happened is one side does not want to have a relationship anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? Reconciliation is not available, even though one side is thoroughly bought in. The other side is not. Takes well, two. then it, it, it takes two. Reconciliation and that part or that relationship is not available because you have to have both sides. So according to Dr. Cloud, trust would not be possible. And that's something to go to God with and say, hey, God, I need you to help me here. Well, and just to kind of emphasize the point straight from Dr. Cloud here on page 110 about trust being incremental and earned. Mm-hmm. So if we're thinking about this idea of you know, reestablishing, reconciling, you can mm-hmm. take your trust down to the very incremental level. Where do you start from? Um, which I would say we may not have time to get into, but I think many people, when they want to quote unquote reconcile, they assume it has to go back to full tilt where it was. Mm-hmm. And I think instead, trust being incremental, oh, to restart at the ground. But he, he did say trust is not a toggle switch with two settings on or off. But unfortunately, that's how many people view it. They need to even know someone then in some arena, either personal or professional, go from no trust because it's a new relationship to total trust. Think about a person who decides to marry after three or four dates. I don't want to line that because yeah. my parents got married on their fourth date problem still today Uh, (laughs) or a company that promotes a new hire to a department head after a few months of employment these situations often don't end well because people haven't been required to prove themselves and Mm -hmm. then the process of proving yourself is actually the trust building that has to occur either during reconciliation or obviously Mm -hmm. even in the beginning ideally and So. so when someone i would say whether or not someone decides to marry after the first date or after the thousandth date. I think what you would see in marriages that, you know, we're talking about those amazing marriages that are thriving after 50 years. I know a lot of people have been married after 50 years and their marriage is a disaster, but I see other ones. They've been married after 50 years and there's been a lot of baggage. They've learned to repair and do the reconciliation. So both sides are into reconciliation. Both sides are committed I've seen relationships that, um, like, you know, we have a friend, not only did they get divorced, they got remarried again. So they (laughs) like to say, you know what? Yeah, I've been married twice to the same person. They had a massive rupture, but by the grace of God, repaired. And their relationship now is stronger than ever and very, very (laughs) thriving because they understood and they rebuilt broken trust. I know other people, it might look like on the... 
on the surface, all nothing majors happen, and yet they're bitter, and there actually is an absence of trust. So right. it's not it's it's really on a case by case basis. How do we regain trust once it's been broken? Doctor Cloud would say you have to heal from it, move beyond anger towards forgiveness, ponder what you really want, figure out if reconciliation is available, and then last, we need to determine if trust is an option. And this is where in the last episode we talked about, hey, these are the five components of what trust looks like. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And then you just do the hard work, right? Do yeah. the hard work of rebuilding it if you decide, right? That's where it leads to. And depending on what it is, it can be really, really hard work. Mm-hmm. It might be very simple, like, oop, your cell phone beeped. You just put it in your pocket. Forgot about it. Perfect. Trust rebuilt. Yeah. But if there's a be- major betrayal, it might take years or even decades. And this mm-hmm. is what's hard is at what point is it an easy trust rebuild or a big trust rebuild? Yeah. So what have you noticed with personal trust from a consulting? I I just want this has been more geared towards um, coaching. This episode, coaching both personally and business, but in terms of building personal trust, how does that relate to coaching when you jump into business coaching? Oh, like business consulting? Yeah. Um, Well, it's really not that all that different than personal trust. I mean, you know. One of the things that I think I pride myself on and I've repeatedly heard from clients is is the ability to learn how to step into their shoes, mm-hmm. right? And so I think whether you're working as a consultant or as a, as a business, you're working with customers, the more quickly and more thoroughly you can clothe yourself in their issues and their problems and reflect that back to them, you know, you quickly build a trust Right, mm-hmm. that you are in it for them. You've demonstrated an understanding of their problems. You've understood. You you build an you build a demonstration of motive, not for yourself, but for them. You quickly, you know, through your resume, have, have demonstrated ability and your ability to articulate back to them their own issues in a way that they couldn't even say to themselves. Um, you know, which is pretty quickly, you know, leads down the path to looking at your character and recognizing that you're, you know, fairly deep person of integrity which which then obviously leads to several conversations those conversations demonstrate you have a track record and you know it's pretty quick to so I do s- good work so, so that, I would, that's i mean i would say can, that's can i put words into your mouth yeah. would you say that in business people that have done hard work in, in their personal trust with others make for better business leaders and make for better assuming they're people of integrity oh, yeah, yeah i mean <laughs> I, i'm talking you've gone you're not always but i mean yeah, but i'm yeah. talking they've done all everything that dr cloud says if they've done all that yeah when you come in and help them consult, they're going to be the odds of success are going to be way, way more tilted in their favor. Yeah, I mean, not to say one is more important than the other, but the Bible talks about you know he he who is faithful in little is faithful in much, mm-hmm. right? And if we're faithful in the small things of trust, in the way we care for those around us, in the way we you know say good morning to our families, in the way we you know build trust in the small things, in the way we care for. You know, people we see on this at the coffee shop, the way we, you know, those small, the way we care for the people we don't even run into much in the, you know, in, in the world, um, in, or terms of not much, but don't have long interactions with. I'm talking about short connections, all the way down to the deepest connections, business and life wise, right? If you take care of even the littlest things thoughtfully from a trusting and a caring perspective, mm-hmm. it flows all the way through, right? It doesn't stop, right? Yeah. And so um, allowing these things of, of trust to really uh, permeate all of your interactions um, and, and being willing to step into the those challenges. That's a good thing to end on. There you go. And I, I agree with that. So just finished Dr. Cloud's book, Trust. Uh, go get it. 
whether you are a just working to grow in your personal growth or even uh, whatever business or church that you lead, it's well worth, I don't know, whatever it is, however much. So I got go. 30% off at Target. You can see it in my book. That's kind of comical given Target's pushing the book trust, given what's going on with Target lately. Well, maybe that's why. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's true. That's why they... Gave you a great deal on it. But hey, until next week when Josh and I, we have a really cool next book, but we'll we'll get into that next week. Uh, really excited about it. But in the meantime, between now and then, do us a great favor. If you enjoyed this content, whatever platform you're listening to, do us a favor. Hit the subscribe button. Um, it helps our key metrics go up. Say, hey, we're gonna if, if that happens, we're going to keep producing great content, and we want to do that for you so we can bless you and really help you succeed in business as well as in life. And in the meantime, between now and next week's episode, go to theconsultantthecoach.com and reach out to us if we can help you. All right. Thank you. Take care.